Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 108. We're on the second Sunday of Advent. It's always a text about John the Baptist, that amazing prophet, cousin of Jesus, the wild man, John the Baptist. You know, I think that sometimes, (laughs) I think we feel like we're going in circles because we're on the wrong path. John the Baptist is all about calling us back to the right path. I mean, it's pretty fascinating to just observe yourself and see yourself take these well-worn paths that really don't get you anywhere. You keep on doing the same thing, but you feel like you're in a rut. But you keep doing the same thing anyway because it feels familiar. You know, and it could be anything, like, for example, how you view yourself. Maybe you're very hard on yourself and you know that, you know, you would prefer not to be that way. But somehow you, you continue, you're hard on yourself, you're critical with yourself and you're in a rut. How we spend our time, we can get in a rut. How we respond when we feel threatened in some way. You say, oh, I wish I didn't do that. I wish I didn't respond that way. It's so fascinating to just watch our patterns. Uh, We're quite predictable, really. You know, what we pursue to make us happy, what we think we need to make us feel fulfilled, how we deal with stress and loss. We looked at that one last week. Life is complicated and, and it's easy to lose our way. And God knows that we need a constant reminder to call us back to what is life-giving. And this was really what John the Baptist was all about. This was his job, so to speak. You know, he was always calling people to get back on track when they're in a rut, when they're going in the wrong direction. And that message, ancient as it is, is every bit as relevant today as it was 2,000 years ago. John the Baptist, he was the one, Jesus' cousin, Basically, his job was to call people to attention because the Christ child was coming. He came first. John the Baptist's ministry began first. And it was his task to get people ready to listen to Jesus' teaching because Jesus was coming with a a brand new way of looking at God and ourselves and the world. And it was like God's saying, you know, you you need to prepare yourself for this. You need to be very open to change. You need to be completely open to doing things differently if you're ever going to understand and if you're ever going to follow Christ. So John the Baptist appears on the scene before Jesus began his ministry. By the way, Jesus had a very short ministry. It was only three years. Began when he was 30 years old, finished when he was 33. Kind of remarkable, isn't it? Only three years. But before Jesus began his teaching, John was called. And his central message is a message about repentance. Now, we don't use that word in everyday life, but... The word actually just means to repent. It just means to turn around. So if you are repenting, you're stopping, 
you're turning around and you're moving in another direction. So if you're on a wrong path, you recognize that you're on the wrong path, you stop and you turn around, you get off that path, in other words. And that was really the central message of, of John the Baptist. I'll read it to you. Let me read the text to you. I'll read a line. It's from Luke 3. This is about John. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah. Now, it's not going to leap off the page with clarity because we don't use this kind of language today. John spoke about the need to recognize this idea of repentance. John is saying, okay, here's the message from God. When we are off track, we need to recognize it. When we need to make a change, don't shy away from the change. Make the change. Now, for the first listeners, the very first people who heard this, John is he's really like what we would call a street preacher, only he's in the desert. So he's away from all the established synagogues. He's completely unconventional. I mean, why would you have, why would you, why would you want to preach in the desert? Nobody's in the desert, right? I mean, if you're going to preach, if you're going to teach, if you've got a message, you would want to be in the city, right? You would want to be in a known place, not John the Baptist. He's like, no, 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 no. You want to come and hear what I have to say. You need to make the trek out to the desert. Yeah, where it's uncomfortable, you need to make that trek out to the desert. And then I'll tell you, Words that will change your life if you listen to them. And interestingly enough, he was quite the celebrity in his day. People would flock out to the desert to hear this John the Baptist. I mean, even his dress was unconventional. Camel hair coat with a leather belt tied around his waist. That is like what we would call vintage gear. He is dressing like the prophet Elijah 600 years earlier. So there he is, camel hair coat, leather belt around his waist, vintage gear. He eats locusts and wild honey. Yeah. Simple, simple desert food. It's like, we've got to go out and hear this guy. We have got to go out. And, and, and people did. They went out in their droves. And they would tr make the trek out. To see him and John, the message was, people, stop, assess your life. And if you're going in the wrong direction, you know, you need to stop and change. He would question them, are you going where you truly want to go? And if they were willing to make some changes, like let's say, it was, for example, some of the listeners said, yeah, you know what, we are really off track. We're not really going in the direction we want to go. We've kind of lost touch with God. If they were willing to admit that, then John would baptize them 
immerse them in water in the Jordan River as a sign that they were really serious. So he baptized them as a sign when they said, yeah, we're really open to any changes God wants to make. We are so open. So he really was a truth teller and he wanted his students to, to be the same. It's like, be truthful with yourself. Be truthful with yourself. One of the great lines for John the Baptist was, and you've heard this from Handel's Messiah, he would say, Prepare, I'm a voice crying in the wilderness. I was like, John, who are you? He said, I'm a voice crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. Every valley shall be filled. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. And the crooked shall be made straight. And the rough ways made smooth. It's like very, very poetic way of talking about what God does in our life. He's saying, imagine people, there's a big highway between you and God. You don't want anything cluttering up that highway. You want to make these paths nice and smooth. You don't want to be tripping up over stuff, right? You don't want to be cluttering up the highway. You want a nice, clean road between you and God. And the way you get that nice, clean road, John's language, repentance, is stop Think about it. Are you on the right path? Or do you need to make some changes? Do you need to make some changes? You know, interestingly enough, I just learned this this week. Well, I kind of knew some of it, but I didn't connect it with this text. You know, ancient Rome, the Roman Empire, um, were famous for their highways and their roads and their bridges. In fact, still to this day, you know, even now, uh, in Scotland anyway, uh, we would say things like, uh, I'll meet you in this village and I'll take the old Roman road to get there. In other words, there's still these roads that the Romans built thousands and thousands of years ago. They were magnificent builders of bridges and roads. In fact, Caesar's wife, at the time of this writing, of John, of, uh, yeah, of Luke's writing, Caesar's wife had begun a highway beautification initiative. Isn't that amazing? 2,000 years ago, they were still concerned about, you know, getting rid of the potholes. So here's John, he's in the desert, and he's saying, okay, I want you to make a highway to our God. So it's like John saying, what's the point in being on a road if it's not taking you in the right direction? Yeah, I know that Rome's famous for its roads. I get that. I know that they're all, you know, amazing highways all over the known world, but what's the point if it's taking you in the wrong place? How about coming out to the desert? How about building a highway to your God? And how about making sure that it's smooth and nothing's going to trip you up? It's a beautiful, poetic way of saying, you know, um, come out to the desert. Sometimes the answers you're looking for are not found in the most obvious places. You know, maybe it's not all happening in Rome. Maybe it's not all happening in Wall Street. Maybe it's not all happening in Hollywood or wherever the big known places for fame and fortune. How about coming out to the desert? John's saying, apparently nothing happens in the desert. Oh, really? Well, you know what? God's here. 
How about getting right with God? Yeah, God can be found in the most unlikely places. Imagine you're in the desert. Imagine building this highway from you to God. John's saying, you don't want any bends in this highway, no diversion, want a nice, clean road. No clutter, no junk. So how open are you to change? You know, there's so many things that can clutter up our lives. There's so many things that can clutter up the highway. You know, anger can clutter it up. Jealousy can clutter it up. Resentment. Somebody offended you months ago and you're still carrying it. That's hard. That clutters up the road. In other words, you don't need to trip over that all the time. Guilt clutters up the highway. Yeah, Richard Rohr said, once you accept ongoing change as the central program for yourself, you tend to continue growing throughout your whole life. Why is it that some people don't grow? Because they're not open to change. They're not open to change. They just want to do things the way they've always done things. So it's like, okay, well, you can, but you'll never grow. You'll never grow. Because it seems that in our spiritual lives, one of the main things that God is doing in our lives is helping us to change. It's all John's message. Interestingly enough, again, John's name means God is gracious. So it's like, because God is gracious, God desires change for us. Because God is gracious, God will bring people into your life that will help you change. God will allow circumstances in your life to help you change, whether they're good, whether they're bad, whether they're in between, it doesn't matter. God will allow all the ups and downs of life to come to us as an opportunity to help us change, help us clear away the highway and find the right path. John the Baptist, get on the right path. Make sure the decisions that you're making are leading you to the right place. Otherwise, we can end up in a real mess, can't we? Make straight that path. Make straight that path, John says, a highway for our God. Clear out the junk. You don't want to be tripping over what we would call, I suppose, nowadays, a lot of baggage in our lives. Yeah, John was very, very straightforward in his preaching. I mean, he, he wasn't the kind of preacher that you would listen to and it would be confusing. You know, he would spell it out. He would say, listen, you want to, you want to know how to make changes? Life is a lot more than making money and spending it. If that's what you're doing, if that's all you're doing in this world is making money and spending it, that's a wasted life. In fact, John would just call that greed. He'd say, that just clutters up the highway. That just clutters up. If you've got, if you've got two coats, give away one. 
Now, I don't know what he would say about us today when we've got 20 or 30 coats, but, you know, you get the point. He's saying, look outside yourself. Look outside of your immediate family. Sharing is important. It's important. It was very important to Jesus. Actually, it's important throughout the entire scripture. It's like you don't want greed cluttering up the highway. You don't want to be tripping over unforgiveness. You want to straighten out these crooked places. Quite the truth teller, isn't he? And he invites his listeners, us, to do the same. People can be such good liars. It's just amazing, isn't it? We can rationalize anything. It's amazing to me when, when, I, when I learn about people that have just been living the life of a lie for years and you have no clue. It's, it's a common rationalizing, such a common thing. John had no time for pretense like that. Jesus was the same. Clean the inside of the cup, he said. I don't care if the outside's nice and shiny. I don't care what you show other people. What about the inside of the cup? What's, the, what's going on in the heart? So the challenge of John is, am I on the right path? Do I need to make some changes? And you know, what I have found is, is that, you know, when we answer that question, two or three things might come to mind. I think I found the best way is to only deal with one thing at a time. The, the issue, the forefront issue on your mind, that's all I would attempt to deal with when I hear a teaching like John the Baptist. It's like, okay, yeah, I think I have something in mind. I think I have something in mind that, it, that is tripping me up. Okay, what is my part in this and what is God's part? And that's really important to ponder that. What is my part? What is my responsibility? And what is God's part? Because this is a, this is a partnership we have here. This isn't just me working on myself and trying to figure things out. This is like a partnership with the Spirit of God. I'm recognizing that I need to make a change. I have no doubt a lot of conflict about the potential of making this change. But I'm going to move ahead in faith anyway. What is my part in this? And then... What do I leave to God? There's the prayer. There's the heart cry. God, help me to be courageous enough to take that first step, knowing that you will meet me and you will carry me. And I'll be set free. I'll be set free. What a wonderful, wonderful promise. Thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another message.